The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Good morning. Happy last day of summer. Yeah. Today, uh, summer ends and summer weather ends as well. Right now, it's 69 degrees, high today of 85, maybe a shower here and there as the cold front comes down. And this weekend, we'll have overnight lows in the 40s. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That's crazy. We had a hailstorm at our house last night around 10 o'clock. Did you guys? Brandon said that he didn't get hail uh, where he lived. It. It was nuts. Probably 10, 15, hmm. uh, golf ball size Did hail. You collect any of that? We were we were hiding in the house. <laughs> no, I didn't. But it was uh, it was loud. So I'm sure some people uh, south damage, of damage your cars. Uh, not that my car was in the garage, oh. and that's the only one I'm concerned with. <laughs> so no, I'll tell you. Last night though, uh, Ella's math homework. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to do it since she was in like first grade, right. but. She's in sixth grade now, and this math homework last night that uh, Mrs. Hurd sent home, I mean, you would think that you'd have to be from Harvard to solve this. Hmm. It's crazy. Why are you doing her homework? I'm not, but I was just thinking if Stephanie was not there last night, um, Ella would have just came into school with a blank piece of paper (laughs) because I don't even know how to look at it with a straight face. So uh, kudos to all these kids doing all this math homework. Your parents don't know how to do it. Well, they've changed the way they teach math. That's true, and that's yeah. also why I don't understand right. it. So in, it's very difficult. In Great Britain, they call it maths. 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 Yeah. Well, we yeah. we had maths last night. Maths. Uh, today, the last day of summer, it's the Grass Lake Farmers Market, and the entertainment tonight at the Farmers Market is Grass Lake's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Does Grass Lake's Does Grass Lake Got Talent? I think they do. Even last night on NBC's The Voice, Grass Lake's Braden Lape made it in the uh, blind rounds. He was selected. One chair turned around. Blake Shelton. Yeah, yeah. I know, and it was uh, you know just right before right right. Right before the song uh, ended, Blake picked him. It was cool. How, it'd be good to this, good to be this kid. Are we gonna watch it? Let's take a look. Let's do it. Waking up to kiss you when nobody's there. The smell of your perfume still stuck in the air. It's hard. Yesterday I thought I saw you sat and running around. It's funny how things never change in this old town So far from the stars Them butterflies that come alive when I'm next to you Over and over, the only two They're 
Lape. I'm from Grass Lake, Michigan, and I'm 15. <laughs> You're gonna blow it and I'm gonna steal him. Mark my words, secret weapon. I love how happy your sister is. I mean, literally, she is, oh, I can't even handle it. Oh my God. Do we, have, any, right do we okay. have any other musicians in the family? Not really. All sports players. You play too? I play football, basketball, and baseball. What's your position in football? Are you a quarterback? Yep. Yeah. Quarterback. Wow. This is the greatest day of my voice coaching life. <laughs> oh my God. How are we talking? My man, where are you from? Michigan. I'm from Michigan. Whenever someone says they're from Michigan, you just completely ignore it, and then you have to be reminded. And then they end up on my team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an my dad's from Michigan, 8 Mile. Uh, so. Oh, it's happening all over again. <laughs> I mean, listen, you got Blake, but you got me too. So I'm here for yeah, you as your momager. Right. Yeah, thank Any you. Any advice? I might steal you too. Sounds good. But I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be with him as long as I can. All right. Aww. Be honest, be honest. Who was your first choice? Oh, come on, don't do that. It was to Blake. Me. Was it really yes. Blake? It was Blake. I got Blake. Yeah, that was very cool. He certainly looks the part, right? Mm -hmm. You believe he's only 15? Well, I think he's 16 now. Well, either way. <laughs> it's probably good to be him in Grass Lake, I would think. Good to be him. Big, biggest celebrity in Grass Lake right now. That's right. Josh Brigat, move over. <laughs> you are second. So congratulations and uh, continued success. Can't yeah. wait to see what happens next. Blake said that um, he's most excited about um, Braden because he invited him to the blind auditions because he had heard about him and oh, seen him. Very nice. And he's performed. He's been at um, Country Boots and Bands concerts. Cool. The other uh, Michigan uh, contestant last night, uh, Sadie Bass, also has been in Jackson. She performed at uh, the um, Buffalo Wild Wings outdoor concert. Uh, this summer and uh, very cool Michigan theater yeah so there's some talent it's awesome yeah it's uh, and that's that's tough to do go up there and perform in front mm -hmm. of people like that I do yeah. crazy um, you know bright walls is over but they have a, a lot of supplies they're still looking to get rid of oh, and yeah. if you're an artist they are going to have a huge paint sale and uh, that will be on Saturday 10 to 4 at the Masonic Temple that's this Saturday and uh, they have full cans, partial cans, one gallon, five gallon, along with miscellaneous art supplies. So if you were inspired by bright walls and want to paint your house, you could try it. Or Especially uh, in yellow. They have a lot of yellow. A lot of yellow. Yes, a lot of uh, yellow. But uh, significant savings. Those five-gallon buckets are retail $220. they will they'll sell really? them to you for 50 bucks. Wow. Well, if that doesn't tell you that the finale was the finale, that does. Yeah. Because uh, past years they'd hold supplies over to the next year. Yeah, so, so but uh, there's plenty of artists out there who will probably uh, scoop up that paint. Mm -hmm. uh, each week the state releases the COVID numbers. Here's a little bit of good news. Cases fell about 11% over the last week. Uh, deaths have dropped uh, quite a bit. And hospitalizations remain about the same. So while the president... Uh, he declared the pandemic was over. At the auto show? Uh, no, at the White House. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the pandemic is not over. Uh, actually, people are still dying. Who is the president? Joe Biden. Oh, thank you. 
Um, yeah, it's uh, apparently as a pandemic, it's over, but we still have COVID. Yes. COVID is, yeah, is yeah, still with yeah. us. I think people, yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't seem like Joe Biden was prepared for the questions he was asked, which, uh, you know, that seems to be the case. So mm -hmm. We've got, um, I know you've done this before. You've poured a bowl of cereal, gone to the refrigerator and find there's no milk. I have. Yes. Have you ever actually put water on mm -hmm. cereal? I did. Yeah. I try and you have one bite and get <laughs> instantly get mad. Well, Co uh, Kellogg's has come out with new Insta Bowls. Mm. And I was going to say this for real or not, but um, it's real. It's now, and I don't know why someone didn't think of this before now, but it's revolutionary according to Kellogg's. Just add cold water, give the bowl a stir, and you get milk instantly. It's powdered milk in Perfect. the bowl. So I wonder how it tastes. I'm sure it tastes delicious. Available now. It's um, not rolled out nationally. These yet. And these are your hotel lobby cereals? Yeah. For sure, mm -hmm. yeah. Frosted Flakes, Apple Jacks, Raisin Bran. Wow. We're going to have to try one. Yeah, we should try one. That'd be great. Have you heard about the uh, new TikTok challenge? I have. It's kind of, it's alarming. It is alarming. Yeah. So the new challenge is um, cooking chicken in NyQuil. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. No. So um, you bake chicken in NyQuil and boiling the medication makes it more concentrated and is dangerous, of course, to eat but even uh, as dangerous to even breathe in the vapors while cooking. And uh, that's, it's, what is wrong with uh, our world? This reminds me of the uh, Tide Pod, where people were just eating the Tide Pods. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. don't do that either. Yeah. I mean, it looks disgusting, it's gross. Well, um, and uh, you know, you can probably overdose, so. On, um, Jeez, what is going on? on uh, food Circus uh, this summer, uh, Jennifer Scanlon made chicken thighs that she marinated in in uh, root beer, and that's what your mom made for dinner last night. How was it? It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, how was the uh, Scanlon chicken? It was, it was good. It was good. It was very good. It, it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Thank you. Well, you know what? It's chicken thighs. I'm, I'm not a chicken thigh person. Yeah. But it was fine. No, it was fine. It was fine. Could you taste the root beer? No. Interesting. Hmm. Can barely taste the chicken. One of my favorite hardware stores in the nation is Hammond Hardware, mm -hmm. and uh, one of their longtime employees is retiring. No. Lee Tingley. Lee? Lee, today, yesterday and today are his last two days, and uh, Lee has been at Hammond Hardware for a long, 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 long time, and uh, today's his last day, so stop by for some popcorn or cookies. Uh, Lee. Congratulations on wow. your retirement. I know you saw him thousands of times yeah. while shopping at Hammond Hardware. So congratulations to Lee on his retirement. One of the good guys. He is an awesome guy. He's very helpful. Yeah. As soon as you walk in, he's there, wants to help. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, no one can make a key better than Lee. I do know that. Lee, Lee the key <laughs> is his nickname. No, but uh, great, just a uh, great, great man, great, uh, great member of our community. So enjoy your retirement. How about those Yankees? Did you see what happened last night? No, I didn't. Aaron Judge mm. hit home run number 60. Wow. Yes. So that is um, on the brink of matching Roger Maris's American League home run record with his 60th shot of the season. 
And the Yankees won. How about that? Nine to eight. That's great. Tigers. How about that? How about that? Uh, Aaron Judge. Does he also lead the league in strikeouts, Brandon? Uh, I don't know. He's hit so many home runs. I don't know how he can strike out. Mm-hmm. He might, though, yes. No, mm-hmm. not even close. Oh, okay. Every. Wow. Here's good news. Wow. Did you hear that? Aaron Judge has more home runs than the Tigers? The whole team? Yeah. Is that real? <laughs> wow. Wow, that might be the stat of, that might be the stat of the morning. Wow. That's sickening. Well, here's some good news. Uh, there are five teams worse than the Lions so far this year. The Lions? Tigers? Yes, the Lions. Five teams worse than the Lions. Well, they're one and one. We've got 0 and 2, five teams 0 and 2. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, good. And the Lions are one and one. That's so great. That's that very, good. very exciting. Um, in high school sports news, the Big Eight Conference is getting another team. Huh. Yeah, cool. with ties to uh, you, Vermont. Vermont. Vermontville. Vermontville, Maple Valley. I don't even know if it's Vermontville anymore. It is. Okay. Well, it's Vermontville, Maple okay, Valley. Okay, so next year, the Maple Valley Lions will uh, join the Big Eight. So there'll be nine teams. No, because uh, who's gone now, Noah? Homer's gone. No, where's Homer going? Cascades Conference. Cascades? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of movement going on. So, mm. um, so the Big Eight picks up uh, Maple Valley, which is about 41 miles from uh, our location right now. Hmm. Uh, Merriam-Webster uh, has announced they've added some new words to the dictionary, trying to keep up with the times. Uh, shrinkflation. Really. New word in the hmm. Merriam-Webster. Adorkable. Really? Combination of adorable and dork. Really? I've yeah. never heard that before. Have you ever heard that um, people describe you as adorable, Brandon? Occasionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Subvariant. Oh, well, we've heard that many times. Pandemic. Yeah. Pumpkin spice. What? Yeah. It's so pervasive, it's now in the dictionary. I've never even had it. I see why am I. I see why am I. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. Okay, that's and an acronym. I'm not sure why that would be in a dictionary. Yeet. Yeet? Yeet. <laughs> Y-E-E-T? Y-E-E-T. It's a young person's exclamation. Yeet. And MacGyver as a verb when you MacGyver something. Brandon, has your son ever came home and like, I don't know, thrown something in the garbage can and said yeet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's fun. <laughs> yeet. Mm. Uh, that's not like one of those words I try and teach my nephew so he gets in trouble at school. So <laughs> that's just absolutely insane. I have some scores from Extreme Dodge, our Extreme Dodge scoreboard, brought to you by, of course, our good friends over at Extreme Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. And of course, there's some construction going on over there, so you got to kind of go 94, double back. The whole thing's crazy. <laughs> the whole thing is crazy. It's amazing. Have you taken that exit? to get off onto Seymour Road? I, can't, I won't bother. <laughs> it's actually, it's quite nice. Uh, volleyball scores. Chelsea, they beat Jackson 3-0. Jackson Christian won. Napoleon won. Concord 3-0-1 over Quincy. Grass Lake and Jonesville swept their opponents. Columbia over Dundee and Manchester over Hanover. We also had some boys and girls cross country last night along with some soccer. Coldwater, wow. Mm. 7 nothing 
over to the uh, Titans. They're playing football this weekend. Those two? Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully we'll Lumen will uh, get them back, but 7-0 uh, for Coldwater with that win, and then tennis. Western continues to roll 8 nothing. And then coming up on deck tonight. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> Did you look up what that means? Uh, it's just in the dictionary. Just yeah, just look it up, and then we'll get back to that. Uh, there's volleyball tonight. Lumen Christie at Coldwater, Western at Northwest. I would expect some highlights from that one on JTV.TV. And Bill Carlton at Jackson Prep. Soccer in town at Michigan Center and Jackson and Northwest. And Western will host tennis, and that's on deck. Thanks to Extreme Dodge for helping us bring you the scores and schedules daily on but JTV. Chili Cookoff is back for a second straight year in downtown Jackson. After years and years of being in the winter and indoors, it has moved outdoors and it is huge this year. All day long, Saturday, October 1st, live music, including your generation in concert. Chili contest, JTV will be competing in that. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for uh, cooks if anyone's watching. You've heard of a beer tent. Well, now there's a beer lot. Kids activities, petting zoo, free movie, uh, vendors, and of course, chili and much more. So we'll look forward to seeing you at the K105.3 Fall Fest and Chili Classic Saturday in downtown Jackson. And this is another one of those things <clears throat> that I need to get a team for and set up and I haven't done nothing yet mm. for that. So I am hoping to, but it should be a great event. Today's show is also brought to you by The Jewelry Shop and they carry a wide selection of bridal sets and fine jewelry. And they do all their repairs on site at their location and they're open 10 to 5.30 located on the corner of Franklin and West Avenue. And of course, that is all open and drivable at this point. So stop by and see the jewelry shop. Who's on the show today? Today we have a great show. We have our mayor who will join us right after this break. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Welcome back. We've got a big run this weekend. Oktoberfest is happening Saturday, the 24th. And it's part of the ORS series Run and Walk. 10K, 5K, Run, 5K, Walk, and there's a kids' run. And it is all happening on Saturday, September 24th. To register, visit orsraceseries.com. And then, of course, the kids' superhero run. I was at that last year. It's awesome. The kids get a great uh, finishing bag. There's tons of goodies. Everyone will even get a JTV water bottle sticker in that goodie bag. So that's this weekend for Oktoberfest. Joining us now is the mayor of the city of Jackson, Daniel Mahoney. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How you guys doing? Good. It's an exciting time to be the mayor of our fine city. It, I mean. it is. It is. I feel really honored and lucky to be present at this time right now. It yeah. is. Yeah, like uh, Bright Walls, for, for example, that was one for me where you, you saw Friday, the town packed in the mm -hmm. middle of a work day. Um, it was pretty cool. It was just cool yeah. to kind of take all that in. And, and I know you got a chance to, uh, to be around a little bit at Bright Walls. What, what were your thoughts? Uh, just a beautiful, um, beautiful, beautiful job that they did. I mean, every single year, 
um, that, that Bright, Bright Walls has gone on seems to have gotten better and better mm -hmm. every single year. Um, and, you know, it's bittersweet because they're saying this is their last year. So um, hopefully something changes and they change their mind or they uh, do something else because I just yeah. feel like they've done a phenomenal job with uh, bringing uh, a bright spot, literally, to our, our city, several bright spots to our city and just giving people a reason. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I talk to a lot of people from around the state and that's one of the things mm -hmm. that they always bring up. Man, when is Bright Walls going on? Or mm -hmm. I, I come to Bright Walls every year and you know yeah. they that people just love it I mean people love the artwork the uh, sense of community that it brings and how it brings people together and uh, this was just a, a phenomenal addition to our community yeah every day I see uh, people who don't uh, work downtown that I don't normally see that are on their lunch break or just taking the day off early and looking at the stuff so it's awesome it really is and then the next weekend we had a, a big festival and I think uh, surprising even the organizers with a large turnout, the first annual Hispanic Heritage Festival, which yeah. you presided over. Yeah, well, I didn't preside over it. Um, <laughs> I, I was definitely present um, and, and lended whatever help I could uh, to the committee who put it together and uh, shout out to the whole team of people who worked to, to make uh, the Hispanic Heritage Festival, uh, what it was. It was a phenomenal event. It was beautiful. Uh, it was nice to stand up with my with my sister uh, in service, um, Angelita Gunn, Councilwoman Angelita Gunn, uh, and present a, a proclamation. Uh, I thought it was very important that we present that proclamation both in English and in Spanish and um, knew she would be there, so I leaned on her to to do the, the, the Spanish part, because uh, I felt like I would probably struggle with that. But, um, you, all, but it, you actually practiced doing it ahead of time. I, I did, I did. I practiced the English part, because after <laughs> reading the Spanish part, I said, you know what? I better uh, consult someone who's more familiar with this than me. But uh, it was it really was great. It was great to see families come out, great to see Jackson um, have another staple in our community that celebrates diversity, uh, cultural diversity, uh, and, and just letting people know that we are a all-inclusive and welcoming community that celebrates all walks of lives. And, uh, all the different vendors and the delicious food. And listen, I saw my kindergarten my kindergarten teacher was there. Uh, and I just always love running into to Mrs. V. She's just such uh, a wonderful memory for me that I had. I went to school at, at uh, Cascades and um, remember her ever since. I mean, that's a long time for you to remember a, a person. And every time I run into her, I'm like, Mrs. V, do you remember me? And she's like, yeah, of course I remember you. Your smiling face. That's and she fun. just... You know, that, that uh, really added to it and being able to see all of my friends and all the families out enjoying the day. Yeah. Just beautiful when our community comes together like that. We talk about being an inclusive and uh, diverse community and um, I think the actions have spoken louder than the words the last I few months. I agree, I agree. I mean, and of course, we still got a lot of work right. left to do, right? Uh, I'm not gonna uh, sit here and act like everything is perfect, of course, but um, I think events like that, uh, events that bring our entire community together, uh, shows the progress that we are making. So I, I really enjoyed it. I also saw you at uh, some of the Southside Summerfest series events each month, all summer long, uh, different theme for Summerfest, and that's, that's been a great 
great event. Yeah, you know, Hakeem and Selena and uh, and the whole team of people who put together the Southside Summerfest do a phenomenal job. And it has been another great addition to the community. I mean, on one of those weekends, there was uh, the Hot Air Balloon Jubilee. And um, there was something else going on. Oh, Gus Smacker was going on. And it was great because you got all these options of places that you can go uh, in the community. And uh, one being the South Side. And just another reason to, to visit a, a different part of town and uh, support the different vendors that were coming out. And, uh, you know, just giving people that opportunity to, um, you know, to spark their, their entrepreneurial spirit uh, and giving them a place to do business and celebrating at such a historic place at, uh, at Mormon Park right there at that corner. Uh, it's just a phenomenal thing to see and continue to see that uh, that festival grow down that MLK Equality Trail is another beautiful part mm -hmm. of, of our community. I mean, we just got so many great festivals going on and events that happen uh, in Jackson that family is, uh, are, are able to come out to. It's just a, a wonderful time right now. Orange uh, barrel season uh, is kind of coming to an end. Uh, it's nice to see Greenwood open. That looks beautiful. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, West Ave has opened back up uh, yeah. recently, and uh, but this is this is beautiful. Now Fourth will be closed coming up as they redo that uh, that side. Correct. Mm -hmm. It's um, actually they're going to AT and T is going to dig up a manhole at okay. Fourth and Griswold, so they're closing okay. southbound Fourth Street at Griswold starting Monday. Mm -hmm. You know, Daniel, I thought when this road opened up that people would drive faster down this street, but they don't. They drive slower. And this is a very busy, it is a very, very busy walkable it is. neighborhood. It is. It is. It's, uh, I mean, it's just nice anytime we can see a, a street get redone that we know needed some work done yeah. to it. Um, and I, I just, I think that uh, between the city manager and, and, and council and um, the public works department yeah. and all of our desire to make sure um, that we are, are, are fixing our roads. This is a perfect example of that. Um, and I think that it was an important street for us to get done and uh, definitely brings another highlight to the community, all of these crossways and walkways that we've uh, been working on. And, you know, it's a bittersweet time of year again uh, when the, the construction ends mm -hmm. and we uh, start looking forward to the seasons yeah. changing. but. Um, I, I think it's we're doing good work, yeah. you know. Um, we're doing good work, doing as much as we can. I'm excited because that, that's my route, mm -hmm. you know. I, that's the way I come in to and from work. I use and then when I drop my daughter off at school, I, come, I used to come down Franklin. Well, now I'm back coming down Franklin again. So right all, is, all is well in the morning for me. I, I guess I'm lucky. Most of the streets I drive on are in great shape or brand new. I, yeah. yeah. So I maybe don't see some of what you know, needs to be done yet, but obviously there it's are. It's looking but, good. Uh, overall, um, the city's looking great. And, uh, Dan Fallon uh, mentioned to me at the Hispanic Festival, he said once 94 is done, it just makes Jackson, you know, straight from the highway in, into the city uh, a real show, show place. It does. It does. I mean, it's an exciting time to be involved in the work that we have mm -hmm. going on right now. It really is. And uh, shout out to President Phelan and um, the, the innovative work that he's doing out at the at the college. I'm proud to be a part of the Jackson College family. Uh, and, and some of the things that, that uh, I've been able to talk to with uh, Kelly Crum and 
uh, some of the projects that I've been involved with, uh, for them, they're another bright spot in the community. And, you know, he's right. Once that 94 uh, corridor gets completed and that road work gets done, um, I mean, again, Jackson 10 years ago is not the same Jackson today. Uh, and I think that we're showing that. I think the work that we're doing and um, the road work that's being done and all of the different improvements that are happening around the community are showing uh, the growth in Jackson all the way around. And, you know, I, I've been predicting it for some years, Byron. Mm -hmm. Jackson is the next metropolis of Michigan. You know, this is the, the pass-through point for almost every area of the state. If you're coming from out of state, you got to go through Jackson. Um, you know, I get a lot of friends from out of town saying, man, I was um, at one of the stops in Jackson. I should have called you. I was right in town. I stopped and I got something to eat or, you know, whatever it may be. And hopefully we can start getting people to stay a little longer. Uh, yeah. But it's a, a beautiful time right now. If you uh, were to group uh, Jackson, Blackman, and Summit into one, which, you know, for a lot of people, it's Jackson. Uh, we're the eighth largest city in, in the state. That's right. Uh, that's right. It's awesome. Our uh, mayor, Daniel Mahoney, with us. More with the mayor after these messages. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Today's show is brought to you by Vermeulen's Furniture. They have their after Labor Day sale going on now. You can save up to 40%. They have great selection in their showroom. Locally owned and operated for three generations, thanks to Vermeulen's. Big night Friday night, the final cruise in of the season in downtown Jackson. Hundreds of cars, classics, antiques, even bikes, and a big concert. It's Big Al and Code Blue, Larry Summers Jr. on the True Community City Square stage. He is awesome. He and his band are awesome. You want to be here for that. Six till eight, the music, the cruise in from about five till nine, food trucks, entertainment, and much more. Cruise in Friday, downtown. Our mayor, Daniel Mahoney, is with us, and that's another big, great event of the summer here in Jackson. It is, it is. I mean, you mentioned some of my favorite things, uh, cool cars, cool bikes, and uh, Big L and the crew, man. <laughs> that's my guy right there. Now, you don't still sing, do you? Uh, no. Do I'm they retired. ever call you up? Does anyone ever call you up to they try? They better not, because <laughs> I will politely and respectfully decline. <laughs> you know, music is, is still a passion of mine. I, um, you know, like I said, I, uh, Larry, he's a, a, a close friend of mine, um, and I, I tell him all the time, man, you are one of the most musically talented people I've ever met. Yeah. I mean, he plays multiple instruments. He's got a beautiful voice. He's got uh, a great musical mind and, and um, can help put other people together. To it, like, It's just great to see a young person with so much talent in our community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's he going to be a big star. No yeah, doubt. I he's, believe he's a big star he is there. a big star here That's already. Right. That's right. Uh, we've got, you know, with housing, I know that's one of the issues that uh, the council is always looking at. Mm -hmm. um, we're still in need of more housing. There's uh, some potential. We've got, I think, Greenwood Place. That sounds like it's moving forward. That, that project's moving forward. Uh, uh, Blackstone, 
Um, that project is moving forward. Uh, Hayes Hotel project is uh, all on the right track. Mm -hmm. um, we still have the Allen School project that is, is taking off. That project seems like it's on the right track. Um, and then we still have uh, the dollars that was allocated for affordable housing that'll go for um, uh, some of that transitional housing that we need. Mm -hmm. But, you know, council kind of saw fit for us to to, to pause and take a couple of weeks before investing in the next redevelopment, um, not redevelopment, but uh, uh, reconstruction of a house uh, that was on the, on the books um, for us to, to, to make a decision on. Um, because we really want to take a step back and make sure that we are looking at the data that we're going to receive from the Affordable Housing Commission. They're doing a study right now on what type of housing do we actually need. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that it's important for us to include some of these new developments into that, um, into the, the results of that study that's being done. Um, because that's going to add a whole lot of a whole lot of opportunity for additional housing once those become available. Um, but it's going to be. I, I think we got a, a pretty good game plan. I, I do want to see some more um, infill housing happening. Uh, you know, we took down a lot of houses. We still have, I believe, somewhere around 600 empty lots uh, that could could use a home on top of them. You know, so. Uh, still a lot of work to do in that area. There's still a large need. We still have a, you know, quite a few people who are out there homeless who are looking for housing, and uh, it's still a need that we are looking to, to solve for. Hydrant flushing is uh, happening, and that's my favorite time of year. Sign of fall. It is a sign it of fall. It is definitely a it sign It is. Of it's fall. happening, uh, and it's going to start on Monday. Um, so that should be uh, great. Watch out for that. Um, and again, don't drive through and splash those puddles. Starting Monday. Starting Monday. Um, there's uh, the new jail is going to be on the uh, millage. I didn't really prep you, but I wanted to get your thoughts early, uh, early on that. Well, you know, being a, um, a former county commissioner, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I'm familiar with the needs and as well as uh, having recently uh, spoken to the share. Mm -hmm. um, that is a, a millage that I'll be personally supporting for yeah. sure because I think it's necessary. Um, if, if you see the conditions that the, the current facility is in, um, then you'd understand why the ask right. is there. I mean, in, in, under normal conditions, people are like, well, why spend more money on building a new jail? Uh, but when you see the conditions that this particular facility is in and you understand that, unfortunately, we do have to have a facility, um, we also have to invest in infrastructure. I think it's the right time for it. So yeah, and it's also uh, you know, it's not just uh, housing uh, folks that are in jail or awaiting trial. There's also people working in that building. That's Absolutely. you know, there's some safety issues as well. So again, yeah. more to come on that. You toured it, didn't you? I did tour it. Yeah, I went on one of the first tours with uh, uh, Gary Shooty, and I was shocked. Absolutely yeah. shocked on some of the things. Um, for sure. So if anyone has an opportunity to attend one of those community tours, I highly, highly encourage you to do that because yep. uh, it'll, it's very eye-opening. It is. It is. And um, I, I, I think he tells the story very well about mm -hmm. here's the reason why. Yeah. You know, so yep. um, absolutely something I'm in support of. We appreciate all the updates. Thanks for coming in today. No problem. I appreciate you guys for having me and always look forward to seeing you guys. So appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yep. This honor, the mayor, Daniel Mahoney.
Stay tuned. Prosecutor Jared Jarzenka joins us after these words. The Morning Show is brought to you by BearX. BearX creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. BearX, empowering data insights. Our show today is brought to you by Homesteady of Greater Jackson, and they take care of all of your home maintenance needs from replacing a window, replacing a screen, changing a light bulb to changing a doorknob. Give Homesteady a call today. Next on the show is Jackson County Prosecuting Attorney Jerry Jarzinka. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. How are both of you today? Good. Thanks, Good. How are thanks you? for being here. Great. Yeah, thanks for the invite. I appreciate that. Just this past weekend, you were part of the annual Victims' Rights uh, Memorial, Victims, uh, memorial. Uh, we actually have a, a physical uh, tribute to those families who uh, have lost someone due to violence in Jackson County. Yes, we had this this past Saturday at, at the Cascades Park, uh, towards the eastern part of the park. Uh, great turnout, we had over 100 people show up, uh, actually we had uh, um, we had homicide victim Clayton Orange, his sister and, and her husband actually drove from Saginaw just to attend the event. Wow. So you can tell just by that example alone how uh, that type of memorial and that service has impacted families. It has really helped them out. Uh, not only to, uh, to honor um, their family members, their loved ones, but I think also it kind of creates um, an environment where they feel that their loved one's being remembered, mm -hmm. not only honored. Mm -hmm. and it's a place you can come to not just that one day of the year, but throughout the year. And uh, hats off to the rec uh, department for the county, uh, Kyle Lewis. I mean, they just finished putting um, uh, some concrete or cement in that area and some other landscaping. So it's, it was a beautiful setting on Saturday. It's the best I've seen it, you know. And I really have to step back a little bit and credit someone, uh, Larry Mentek, who really was a driving force for this whole memorial that got created at the Cascades. You know, his, his story was, you know, Larry passed away at the end of last year, um, but his son James uh, was murdered during a robbery in 1989 mm -hmm. uh, at a buddy of Mart in town, and uh, the robber shot his son six times. You know, wasn't necessary and I didn't want to leave a witness. Um, so out of that horrible tragedy, Larry gathered other people together and raised funds and uh, built a monument in 2005 mm -hmm. at the base of the Cascade Falls. And it was there for a number of years until about 2017, it moved to its current location along with the uh, uh, one of the steel girders to the 911, the uh, Twin Towers building in its current spot. Um, so, you know, because of his efforts, mm -hmm. it's really impacted a lot of families and victims uh, to have this memorial and this actual service. So we missed him this year and certainly pointed out, I mean, his great contribution to this whole thing. It, you know, probably wouldn't have happened had he not stepped mm -hmm. forward and got involved like that. Yeah, thinking about the victims, of course, goes going beyond the headlines, right? And, and you know, there are folks, you talked about a, a 40 year, right. you know, a 30 year thing. I mean, we have uh, people living with us that are victims or their families right. been victims of crimes. And it's important that uh, the community understands what they're going through. Right, and you know, I also wanna 
thank Sue Vogt. She's our victims' rights coordinator in her office uh, and her whole staff mm -hmm. who basically organized and put on the event uh, and went very smoothly. Uh, we also had some generous donations from Big B Coffee, uh, the Wisner Street location, again for the fifth year, and also uh, Pro DJs provided a sound system nice. pro bono, which was excellent there. So it was a great, great morning. And you know, the service isn't really that long, but then the family members do uh, stick around the monument and mingle, and they'd like to talk to prosecutors and staff, and you know, just take a moment to remember their loved ones. So that was really a beautiful uh, event. Yeah, I remember when Larry first came up with this idea. It was uh, people just, uh, I don't know, it's, you know, it was a, a right. big push that he had uh, mm -hmm. to get people on board. And, uh, and I'm glad that um, he was successful. It's just unfortunate that we have to add names to this every year. Mm -hmm. But it also demonstrates to the community that victims have rights and that right. the county has a, a whole um, department that wants to ensure that you're a victim of crime, there, there's somebody, uh, you've got an advocate. You know, the victim's rights law, you know, it's part of our state constitution as, as well as state statutes. So, you know, if you're a prosecutor, whether it's a felony crime or a serious misdemeanor, um, victims have rights if they want to activate them. And we do, uh, you know, reach out to them, get their input on cases for those, especially those types of uh, crimes. So. That's important because before, you know, let's say 1989, 88, uh, you know, victims didn't have those protections and they, they tend to get lost in the system. And if you're not someone who's, you know, in the court system week in and week out, you come there as a victim, it can be really a cold and alien place. You don't, you don't know what's going on. So the Victims' Rights Unit, it's a safe place to come to the courthouse. You have advocates can go with you, kind of explain the process because there's usually multiple court dates, can understand what's going on and act as a liaison with you and the assistant prosecutor handling the case so you can have a better understanding of what's happening. As opposed to the past, you're really kind of out, out in the dark, you don't know what's going on. You guys have been uh, very active um, trying to put together uh, information on uh, the drug abuse and uh, we've had a lot of summits and uh, groups of people in the community talking and uh, Drug Summit 7 is coming up, right? It is. You yeah. know, we've uh, had quarterly means of our task force on heroin and prescription mm -hmm. drug abuse. Uh, you know, we our last drug summit was put on by Drug Free Jackson. It was the year before COVID hit. So because of COVID, like a lot of other things, you know, basically, you know, pushed mm -hmm. some events back. Uh, and so we've had discussions that we're going to uh, hold a drug summit this coming March at the American One Event Center. So really at the initial planning uh, stage, stages of that. So we're excited by that. You know, uh, definitely great progress was made mm -hmm. by the task force through a number of area, different work groups here. But we're really looking forward to kind of getting people back uh, to a drug summit. We have a group discussion and kind of look at what, what's happening, mm -hmm. where we're at, uh, and really calling people back into that effort. When you're here, you usually have uh, an update on a case or two, and I think you had uh, a conclusion of one just this past week. We did, Bart. Yeah, we had a really a big a jury verdict came in last week, People versus Trayshawn Johnson. It was the uh, shooting that happened outside the Foundry Bar mm -hmm. after closing uh, in July of uh, last year. 
2021. Ended up with three people suffering gunshot wounds, nothing fatal, but still very violent. So the jury came back and convicted him of assault with intent to murder, uh, three counts of that, uh, three counts of felony firearm, a CCW, and a felony possession. So really pleased with the verdict, really thankful to the jurors for really spending most of the week listening to evidence and then applying the law and making a determination, which is challenging for jurors. Yeah. And I uh, also want to thank the trial team, uh, Assistant Prosecutor Jeremiah Smith, also uh, Detective Mike Klimmer of the City of Jackson Police Department and from the Sheriff's uh, Department, Detective Sergeant Sam Sukovich. I mean, they did a great job uh, getting the case ready for trial and then preparing it so and presenting it. So. Well done. That's great. Uh, driving under the influence of marijuana is, of course, illegal, uh, but there's been some issues with the blood testing. Has, sure. has there been anything uh, moving moving forward in that? You know, that's a good question. You know, in the end of August, you know, prosecutors got a note from the state police communication saying that uh, they had a problem with their, uh, when you submit blood that's taken as evidence, let's say it's a drunk driving, mm -hmm. Uh, and it's marijuana drunk driving is a, is a suspicion that they had a problem in determining did the test really accurately show THC or is it CBD, mm -hmm. CBD oil. Yeah. So obviously because of that, um, you know, we had to really put a hold on using that kind of test results until we find out more of what's going on with the, from the crime lab of what test results are affected and they were supposed mm -hmm. to let individual counties know what cases might be affected. And so far, I have not received anything the state police indicating yeah. what, what cases we have might be affected. But um, it may not be as drastic as you think because normally when the police do you know, get a search warrant to get blood uh, for testing a potential crime, they take two vials of blood. So mm -hmm. there's always an additional vial of blood so that they, they keep that for at least a year or so that uh, we can then go to an independent third party if we need to, to mm -hmm. retest. Uh, so I, I believe that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. We just have to know which cases might be impacted by the state police. Yeah, interesting. But you could still be um, guilty of, of course. Uh, impaired driving. You can. On yeah. un observation by the officer. You right? can. Yeah, there's a number of different uh, pieces of evidence that and you look at. Of course, you look at bad driving. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a traffic stop. Uh, the officer has his observations, but he also does what's known as field sobriety tests, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's walk a straight line or recite the alphabet, recite some numbers, answer questions. So those are all observations which can be used as evidence in a trial if need be. Yeah. The other uh, driving uh, issue that I think concerns a lot of people, the um, using the cell phone while, while you're driving, and I right. know there's been a push in Lansing to um, modify the laws dealing with uh, cell phone use. Yeah. Are we seeing, a, is, is it a big problem in Jackson County? Haven't seen, you know, um, a tremendous number of cases like that, but we have seen cases where you, you know, suspicion is there's distracted driving going on. Mm -hmm. And so it can be evidence, but have we seen like a huge spike in those cases? No, mm -hmm. we have not. But we have had deaths. Yeah, um, of course, you hear a lot about it after the fact, you know, right. in a tragedy, a tragic case, mm -hmm. um, someone was using their phone or something like that. But yeah. yeah, a lot of times it's hard. To, that's one that's probably hard for officers and uh, to get in front of. I mean, that's a, that's a difficult, very difficult. Yeah, it's like 
what was the person doing with their phone? Were they just holding it? Yeah, it's tricky. Were they yeah. listening to uh, GPS directions, or were they actually, you know, sending in a resignation letter? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Right. So usually you need some other evidence to support your case. It, you just don't rely on one piece of evidence yeah. alone. So that's why we're not in law enforcement. Well, you asked uh, Daniel Mahoney about the new jail. What do you think about it? Well, I, I as a uh, county elected official, I cannot tell people how to vote on that, oh. but I can say that I'm going to vote to support it. I did take a tour of the jail. I think Annie was yeah, in we the tour together. group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty bad conditions, and I, the way I look at it is, you know, if you don't, if it doesn't pass, um, likelihood there'll be a lawsuit down the road, and you know the county's going to be ordered to pay probably more than what's, you know, on the ballot here this November. I, I think it's needed. Um, if anyone has any questions, I would invite them to, uh, you know, take a tour or get some information from yeah. Sheriff's Department because it, you know, you know the saying, a picture's worth a thousand words, and I think just seeing what conditions we have, uh, you know, I think would yeah. persuade many people in the county that uh, would show that we do need help there. Yeah, I would encourage if you have an opportunity, definitely uh, take, take that tour if you can. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today, and thanks for all you do in Jackson. No, thank you. Appreciate it. Jerry Jarzinka, Jackson County Prosecuting Attorney on The Morning Show. More after this break. The Morning Show is brought to you by Barex. Barex creates intuitive dashboards that collect and display the data you need to make decisions. We empower business leaders to quickly discover insights hidden within your company's data. Barex, empowering data insights. Welcome back to The Morning Show. The uh, COO of Beyond Meat is in jail because, you won't believe this, uh, he was arrested after an altercation in a parking garage and he bit a man's nose. What? Yes. Doug Ramsey arrested after a University of Arkansas football game. Uh, someone tried to inch ahead of him, bumped his tire, and then he got out of the car, punched through the other vehicle's back window, threatened to kill the guy, pulled the driver in close and started punching his body, then bit his nose, ripping the flesh on the tip off his nose. This is why I don't like altercations. Did no. you see the guy with the ax in McDonald's the this other day? Guy, he looks dangerous. There I was a guy that was assaulted guy. by four kids in McDonald's the other day and he pulled out an ax and started smashing oh, every wow. table. Yeah. That's why I, I don't like. Uh, memo to Doug Ramsey, uh, human noses aren't vegan. Ooh. He's a biter. <laughs> Tomorrow on the show, Zoe Lyons will be here and Justin and Roberta Dahlenberg. Looking forward to seeing them. And later today on your show, Amy Hawkins, Brady Dillon, and Antonio Parker for the J High Pinkout game. Marnie Hayde from Northwest, Chris Phelps, and Carolyn Moser, and Carrie Benham from Dahlem. That's it. We'll see you at 1 o'clock.